of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back in the Morning Hookup, Tuesday that time. For a guy that's probably just sitting around, he's probably got nothing going on, he's trying to figure out this and that, not staying real busy. <laughs> just getting Brian Munson, HuskerLink.com. Brian, what's up, my man? Dude, I'm telling you right now, to, <laughs> to just kind of even out the day, I'm going to get off the air with you after we hang up here, and I'm going to put on some Steely Dan. Hey. Let's go. <laughs> I was just listening to that right there, and I could use some of that in my life right now. My man. Oh, I bet. I bet. We're going to get to that, but how about it to wake up uh, at the, you know, this, the, other, um, the other day and say, my Buffalo Bills are the back in the number one seat spot? <laughs> All is right with the world, except when it comes to transfer portal, the decommitments, and everything else that's going on. Everything else is right in the world. But yeah, no, I, 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 it's a great feeling. Obviously, I don't think that they are the same team that they were in week one. I don't think that it's the same team that beat Kansas City. But I don't. I think that that's somewhat by design. I, I think that they've they've seen this this emergence of Cook. I think Singletary is still a very uh, uh, productive running back, but he's. He's not a he's not a four four guy. He he never was. He ran he ran I think at a four seven high four seven at the at the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's productive and he, and he's quick. Um, but I, I I think that look they they gotta they gotta manage themselves right now. They've got so many injuries. They've got a they finally into the weaker part of their schedule. They started out with some really 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 tough games and they have emerged from that and they are a better team for it. And they've got some time now to kind of get healthy before the playoffs get here. You know, Brian, when you look at that one seed, obviously you get the you get the first round bye, but is there another team when you look obviously home field advantage is huge, uh, for getting the one seed throughout the playoffs. But is there a team more than Buffalo that the home field advantage uh takes on a different saying or a different environment than Buffalo? You know, Casey's darn close. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I think Cincinnati's tough. Uh I think that they have really responded very well to to Zach and Burrow and, and, and Chase and, you know, and, and every, and everybody else that's up there that's, that's, uh, getting them excited about what they've got going on, uh, as a team. I will tell you the, the NFC squad that I saw last year that really opened my eyes for as well as they travel. And I think for, you know, if you put them in a, in a home, home, ta- home stadium setting, they could be tough. It's the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, I went I went to the game against the Cowboys with my son last year, and there were 49 fans all around us. And my son's a huge Cowboys fan. I, I just I had to take him. It was that once in a lifetime kind of thing. But but um, there were 49 fans everywhere, and uh, it was really really. I, it took me by surprise how well they traveled, and and the fact that they just. No, they're like me. They pop up everywhere. They're they're all over through Dallas. They don't care about the Cowboys. And, you know, the Cowboys are like that one team, man. You either really love them or you really despise them. And I'm on the despise side. And uh and, and that's uh that's hard. But but I think that the the forty ers are, are a fan that, that have that kind of 
national appeal going back to Montana, Taylor Rice, you know, uh, uh, Roger Craig, Tom Rathman mm-hmm. kind of days, man. I mean, those are, those are, those are some teams that the people really enjoyed watching play football. Yep. Hey, I want to ask you one more before we jump into Husker talk. Uh, last night's game, obviously the Buccaneers get it done. Oh. Uh, but just, but just uh, like an interesting story because I didn't know a lot about the kid, and I'll ask you about him because uh, it's 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 uh, Rashad White, the unique story of that. And I didn't. I had to go look him up. I'm not gonna lie to you, like a lot of people did. Uh, but interesting where he started his football career at in college. Did you know? Uh, I don't. Um, I heard the story a little bit last night because obviously he's a Carney Loper. Yeah, that's, I did not realize son, he was in Carney. Yeah, my my son, um, my son brought it up to me and to my attention. I was busy writing my uh, three and out for actually for tomorrow because I'm busy tonight. But uh, he he says, Dad, did you did you know who this guy was? And I said, No. And he goes, Well, he played for UNK. And I go. Well, I mean, dude, if if there was a guy that was in the league that was the same time I was there, they'd be older than Tom Brady. So I was like, let's uh, let's level set. You know, that there's no running back there that I know. But um, <clears throat> pretty wild story, right? Because he transferred from UNK to like someplace but, in Texas, and eventually ended up at Arizona State. Yep, you're right. Is that right? You're right. So um, I, I think that's pretty wild. Obviously. Um, you know, it's uh, he's still he's still at that really ripe ripe age. I think he was like twenty two, twenty three. Yep, twenty three. You know, so he's yeah, he's got he's got that uh, he's got he's like right in the wheelhouse of being able to kind of still go do something, get something going, and obviously he's got some talent, and uh, certainly gonna be a fun guy to watch. But now I've got something to hold up my lopes up. You know, when I'm watching when I'm watching the uh, the Buccaneers now. There you go. That's awesome. We got Brian Mutz on Huskerline.com hanging out with us on the morning hookup. Well, I guess um, I don't even know where to start here because there's so much. <laughs> I don't even know. There's like, I think the first hour where there was like a, th- like the first 24 hours is a thousand kids in the portal. There might be 4,000 now. I have no clue. Um, I guess we talk about that because when coaches change, and like right now, it's not even when the coaches change. Like we're seeing kids jump in the portal. Like names are like, whoa, they were just in it. Whoa, wait a minute. What are they doing there? Uh, but more of the Huskers. We have what nine in the portal now, I believe, after the the, the latest well, announcement. You, you, you just saw you just saw Messiah Newsom just went in. Too. Yes, yeah, I think he makes nine or maybe ten. It could be up to ten now. I think it's ten now. Yes, but that's expected, right? Like this isn't like we're. I mean, I don't even know. It's like it's expected. You're going to see names like that. I don't know. I don't think we're done. No, I don't think that they're done either. And and I think what's really interesting is, and obviously there's been that really hard loss of Ernest Hausman. Oh, and uh, I'm getting a ton of questions about about him in chat, you know, and, and Steve Sipple mentioned him this morning um, in his column that, you know, wouldn't be holding, Nebraska fans shouldn't be holding their breath to see him come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I think that there has, were some things that, that happened there with him and his experiences in Nebraska that go beyond, you know, Scott Frost no longer being there. And uh, I think people just have to kind of face the facts that sometimes places aren't what they're all cracked up to be. And, you know, expectation doesn't match realization. And so they need to just kind of, kind of just live with it that Nebraska is going to have even more questions than what they already had going into inside off the ball, inside linebacker. And, and, and I'll add to that. I would be very, very 
surprised, let's put it that way, if Hayden Moore ends up part of the class because mm-hmm. he has got two big visits coming up. He has been getting getting accorded by uh, by Harbaugh at Michigan and by Jimbo down at Texas A&M, and he's got two visits coming up. He is not coming back to Lincoln at this point right now for any of the type of you know, official visit before signing day on the 21st. And I don't think that's a very good sign. It's very much in line with what we saw this morning with Benjamin Bramer mm. and his flip to Iowa State. So just just kind of doing the courtesy stuff right now, but still very much looking around like need to go figure something else out. We're talking to Brian Munson. Brian, uh, these coaches, these new coaches, they are traveling, especially here in the state. They're going to see a lot of in-state prospects. Uh, kind of give yep. us the rundown of some of the key names who are getting visits right now. Yeah, you know, it was um, – I caught up with the probably one of the biggest ones now that you know. So uh, with Benjamin Bramer jumping out, you see such an – you know, there's, there's going to be ways to kind of address Bramer with – with portal, but when you look around the rest of the, the nation, there's not just a, a guy that you can go through the tight end list and go, oh yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. But you know what does make sense is, and this is something I put in the decommitment article this morning about Benjamin Bramer. I said, look, you, you've got a pretty fascinating guy still on your roster right now that doesn't have any stats in Thomas Fedoni, mm-hmm. and I think that you have to go figure out how things are looking for Fedoni health wise and whatever. And then I think after that, you, you start talking about portal. There's a there's a guy that's in the portal from South Carolina um, that I think makes sense, particularly with the you know the coach that came over. From that's the offensive coordinator and the tight ends coach. But then also, this is the guy I'm getting to, Carter Nelson. Carter Nelson mm-hmm. was uh, in in Lincoln on Sunday for Junior Day, which is which was huge. Look, guys, he's he's not made it down to Nebraska this last season more than a handful of times. Now all of a sudden, he's in Lincoln basically at the first time that Nebraska's having anything in state. That was such a huge thing, and I don't think people can appreciate that as much as I can, and then catching up with him last night, he had a wonderful time, and Nebraska was right back out to see him yesterday. And 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 trust me, if you're taking a trip out to Ainsworth, there ain't anything else you're going out there to go see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Carter Nelson, right? So um, that was that was huge, and, and obviously they've been out to see Brock Knutson. We caught up with him on, on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, and obviously they had seen Bramer before that. But then they've been around Lincoln. They went and saw, I think that obviously the news of Malachi Coleman jumping out of the class early last week to where the coaches could get, you know, in the living room and talk with him on Friday to where then he was back on campus on Sunday with the rest of those guys was huge. Uh, I, I I I would say right now it looks very, very promising that Malachi Coleman ends up back part of the class it's just going to take a little bit of effort and maybe a trip to Ann Arbor, though, still to kind of get it there. But I, I do feel like Matt Rule and his staff, they have done a tremendous job going out there and convincing and showing the in-state guys that they are serious about about keeping them in-state. I mean, I don't know how much more that they could really do, honestly, from where they kind of started out last Friday to what they've done so far you know, through the weekend up to, up to today. Brian, you know, I mean, um, obviously you've had decommits or, uh, you know, ones that we haven't talked to uh, because this staff is putting together their MO. Obviously, you know, that rule like speed and things like that. 
mm-hmm. when you're looking at it. But how much are you hearing about this? I think Bremer even mentioned it, that this was about the, the relationship and trust he had with Iowa State. Um, and I think Malachi Coleman taking the step back and trying to build a relationship. Um, is that the number one key right now on why we're seeing some of this is, is the relationship and them? Because that's a tall task for a new staff walking in after being recruited by, you know, the former staff to build a relationship and get that trust pretty quick. Without a doubt. I mean, I, look, I, I got, I've been asked some tough questions about how does rule proceed? How does rule move ahead? Mm-hmm. There is a, uh, there's a trust factor that has to be established between he and the existing roster. There's a, there's a trust and getting to know factor that has to be there with the commitment class. There's a trust factor and getting to know reintroducing him back into the recruiting process in general and, and kind of getting back out there and trying to finish out this class. But then you get into like a bigger, a bigger topic. And this is the one that got asked to me today, and I thought it was great, but it's it's tough to answer. It's how do you how do you rebuild the culture mm-hmm. at Nebraska? How do you change the culture? And, and I and I said like, look, you know what? Culture changes are tough because it's an inc- it's a it's a it's a vision. It's usually you know like when I have done my MBA studies, it's usually an upside down uh, triangle. And it usually starts with one person, and that one person is trying to impact another person or two. And and it and it there's a there's a longer set of time going up than what people would kind of expect. But you 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 need to have some followers, and you need to have some helpers, and you need to you need to start with a with a thing here or there. There are not going to be big, broad, sweeping changes that are just going to happen. It's it's gonna it's gonna start with tweaks. It's gonna start with getting something fixed based on you know the complaints or or somebody else's opinion that this was not to their liking, and they're gonna make it right, and that's gonna build trust. And that trust then is gonna is gonna build this the, that and the changes that, that that were made are gonna change the culture, and and that though is gonna take time and and it's gonna take multiple steps. It doesn't happen overnight. And I think that that's where, you know, this whole Benjamin Bramer decommitment and anything else that's pending about this class has really not gotten to me, like, as badly as, like, when things were, when Bill Callahan got fired in the class that he had together and everything fell apart with, you know, Blake Gabbert and everybody else is in that class. Rule Rule is not panicking. Mm-hmm. He he knows that there's nothing about anyone that's in that class currently right now or anybody that's in that program right now that are really going to help him, you know, overall add, you know, multiple wins between now and year three. He understands that. And, and it's about making the place the right place for everyone, not for the one guy. It's got to be right for everybody. He's got to make it a place that people want to be. And that's where that culture change comes. And I think that it starts with the coaches. And, man, every everybody that was at that junior day this weekend, all the guys that I spoke to, 2024 and 2025 guys, they loved it. They were they said that that was the that was the best or most fun visit to Nebraska that they had ever taken. And that was not just one person out of one person's mouth; it was out of all of their mouths. And that tells me basically everything I need to know about what that staff is doing right now. Um, I would say it possibly starts with a ping pong game. From what yeah, I've seen, right? I think the ping pong table could be key to changing this thing around. If people had seen uh, the Noonan family and him, him playing uh, ping pong with Miss Noonan, I think I think that's where it starts. 
I, I just I just think that that's incredible. And some of the guys even said, like, look, you know, some of the coaches were over on the in the players' lounge and they're playing Madden with the guys. Mm-hmm. They are that approachable, that down to earth, that real. That you know, there's there's nothing that's got a curtain, you know, that's holding things up, and and people can't ever go see the whiz behind the curtain. There's none of that going on. These guys just are what they are. And when you can get past that script, like what Caleb Benning said. When you can get past the scripted kind of head coaching talk and you can pick these, – these guys know that. They, they can pick up on that. These coaches didn't have that. They, didn't, they weren't reading off of an index card. They were being themselves this weekend, and that was critical. We're talking to Brian Munson. Uh, Brian, you know, kind of looking around the rest of the coaching tree, we still have not an, an official word on what's going on with the O-line. You know, there's yeah. – Word about Rayola maybe sticking around. Do you know anything? Is there anything more to that? Not a lot. You know, and I talked to, uh, oh, shoot, Nick Oliveira last night, who's a 2023 guy that just decommitted from Cincinnati. He's an offensive tackle, and he's an early enroller. And, you know, he's looking for some clarity on what's going to happen at Nebraska, too, and who that head coach is going to be. I think some people are also also throwing around the name of John Garrison, Mm -hmm. which is a a blast from the past a little bit. Um, I was told the other day by one of the 2023 commits, and I want to say it was Knudsen, but I wouldn't swear to it because I've caught up with each of them, um, that that there's, it seemed like it was down to about four guys and really it was gonna, it was, uh, those were the, those were the guys that had been interviewed and rule is kind of just trying to figure out like which guy plays best with what it is that he wants to kind of do offensively. So, uh, I think it's just going to be going to be a little bit more of a matter of time before somebody gets named here, but yes, Donovan Riola definitely seems to be part of that picture and could end up being the only, an only coach. Uh, that is retained, and I think that would come to the surprise of many Nebraskans. Yeah, it would. I believe it would. So, um, you know, uh, along with that, um, you know, we're talking a lot about the portal, and you're seeing our decommits, and you're seeing a lot of offensive stuff. How important is because we don't have the defensive side yet either. We've talked a lot of offense on this thing, but that's going to be imperative because you got a lot of guys that are still at Nebraska, maybe watching that hire to make a decision on what their next step is. And that maybe is what keep is keeping the numbers low on that side of the football for the moment. But you know, I, I think we stumbled onto um, you know through our conversations this weekend. I think that you know it's probably a pretty good probably a pretty good uh, bet right now that Dvorak from the from the Carolina Panthers is your linebackers coach in waiting. Number one. Uh, as far as the the defensive coordinator, I don't think anybody has the slightest. Uh, I, I I I talked to a, a couple other guys, kind of got the same answer that I, that I had heard about um, <clears throat> heard about the uh, the offensive line coach. I think one person even said that that the defensive coordinator candidate uh, it was unclear if the guy that that one of the guys that Matt Rule wanted to to interview or potentially talk to about it might be considering even retiring. So I didn't know that didn't really like didn't really like point anybody out to me necessarily that I that, that kind of opened my eyes to him, but um, <clears throat> definitely feels like there's probably three, four, five guys there that that Matt Rule is still trying to figure out, and uh, hopefully you know they get this thing is going to come back to 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 bite Nebraska right now in the current cycles, but again, I don't think Rule is all that all that worried about it. Again, it's about. 
it's about taking some time here, and he'll find a way to kind of put a team on the field and get the most out of it. But he's he's needing to do the right things now for for which way he wants to get that team set and, and oriented in the direction. Uh, totally random. Is there any, any chance that a name like Gary Patterson could be floated around? I don't think so. I mean, based on what Gary has said, you know, publicly over Twitter, which I think was a thought was a little bit weird, and about how he is basically, you know, t- uh, tied his caboose to Sarkeesian down there in Austin, and how he's all about UT. Um, whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead and do that, man. But I don't think I don't think that Patterson's going to be a guy that that's going to pop up for Nebraska, no. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Brian, uh, anything else going on today? What do you expect to see uh, where coaches are at today? You know, it's a good question. There were some guys that were popping up last night, and I'm kind of dependent on, obviously, uh, social media to kind of go around and find it. Um, I think that people need to go out there and start taking a look about what's going to happen this weekend when it comes to official visitors. Um, It's never too early to kind of go ahead and go back and and start looking at that. There's 12 guys that we know about, you know, this weekend already. Obviously, like seven of those guys are going to be, uh, you know, in-state guys and eight of those guys are already committed but you've got your first portal transfer guy coming in with Elijah Judy. Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, you know, like uh, Tristan Albano. That, that Obviously, that's that's a big guy, you know, obviously with Frankie deciding to go ahead and hit the portal. Um, and then you've got probably what will become your running back in the class in Quentin Ives from, New, from Beverly, New Jersey, in Palmyra High School. Um, he, he's a guy that, that, that some of the Nebraska staff was recruiting before at their previous locations. Um, so I would go out there and refamiliarize who are the, the folks that are coming in this weekend. And there's also some guys coming in next weekend, uh, particularly Prince Will, Prince Will, Uman Milan. Uh, I'm probably butchering that, dude. I'm so sorry. But uh, from Manor, Texas, four-star edge guy. And if he comes in next weekend, watch for his buddy, uh, Latravion McCutcheon, that's out of Austin, that's uh, that right now is kind of looking at Houston, Oklahoma State, and then also is really good friends with Princewell. Um, those guys right there could be a package do, dual duo for Nebraska. So that would be that would be a big thing for Nebraska to kind of start building those ties back to Texas right now. Uh, Brian, one player would be like crazy not to mention, obviously, when Nebraska ties and how terrible and how much laughable the Iowa offense was uh, this season is uh, one Keegan Johnson, who yes. has now has a offer from Nebraska. I don't think it's a sold deal, but it's a name when people saw it like, oh, baby, here we go. Yeah, certainly was that kind of name that, that popped up to me too. I reached out to him last night, didn't get an answer. And a lot of times with guys in the, in the portal transfer in the portal, they don't they don't communicate, you know, with recruiting services. It's just not their style. It's not that process. So we're going to be very dependent on you know kind of following him around a little bit on social media to figure out where he's going to be at. Uh, obviously, with picking up the offer very very quickly, and, and I think that he also took down off of social media. Yep the other offers that, that, that had also come in, I think it's a very good sign for Nebraska that he clearly wants to come back home and kind of be part of this new process. So uh, gotta definitely got to pay attention to him. And, and we were very familiar with, with, uh, with Keegan, with my son going through some of the similar camps at the same time as him and got a chance to meet Cluster through that process as well. So 
that'll be that'll be an interesting one to watch for sure. Um, also, uh, before I get you out of here, I'm sure I know you're like watching Husker sports. How awesome was it to watch Creighton go down on Sunday? <laughs> like I don't know, we're gonna be talking this for a long time. You know, I don't want to offend any anybody out there that's in Omaha that uh, supports Creighton basketball and is also a Nebraska fan. But I have got multiple multiple friends that I graduated high school with or went to college with that that do just that, and they are my Jasker friends. And uh, I have I was I made sure to let them know based on the fact that they don't support Nebraska basketball, but they do support Nebraska football. That that split allegiance was going to come back to get them at some point, and it finally did. And and it, that's such a great feeling because I, I think that they were very much on top of the world feeling this is one of the best teams that had been fielded at Creighton in a very, very long time. And I thought Walker played Ooh. tremendously. Loved him in the paint and loved their dedication when it came to getting pressure and, and, the, and the defense that was dialed up. Want to see that same intensity week, week after week and game after game, man. I, I, I really, was, uh, really was a fan of of what they did that night. They had the right game plan uh, all put into place, and the effort was there. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, All right, Brian, man, we appreciate your time as always. We'll, uh, we'll be keeping up with you on HuskerOnline.com because uh, it's like, a, it's like I know you and I are old enough, that it's like watching the old soap operas, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> it's, it's going to be a different world a, a, a week from now when you and I catch up again. At based on what's going to happen over the next seven days, it's going to be a completely different story. So all of your listeners, don't don't hold me accountable too much for my words today because I could be saying a completely and totally different message next, next week. Just want to let you guys know. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, man, we appreciate it, man. Take care. Have a great week. Yep, you, you guys are the same. See you. See you, Brian. Brian Monson, Uscalane.com right there. I, I, what he said there at the end is like, don't hold him to it, but, man, this thing is changing by the moment. And I would expect, because we talked about the defensive side, we haven't heard a lot there yet. It's got to be the D.C. and what that staff looks like before you see kids maybe making some decisions. Right. Okay, so, uh, boy, we're almost out of here today. Yep. Well, it's good to have you back. Time flies. It does, man. Time flies. Tom- tomorrow we'll keep the train rolling. We'll have uh, Robin Wash at HuskerLane.com go back, talk about the Nebraska win over Creighton again for the Thursday day, and we'll be previewing Nebraska at Indiana tomorrow with Robin Wash it. How about that? And we're two days away, by the way, from Henry T. Buchanan sitting right to my left. He'll be in the studio. Oh, he, I forgot about that. He gets that. back tomorrow, so you won't want to miss Thursday. He'll be with us all show. So Sweet. From Will and I, his return, we appreciate you. Have a great Tuesday. Catch you on a hump day.